0: Thanks for joining us for the Anchored Daily. This fall, we're learning from Ezra, Nehemiah, and Haggai as we consider how God would have us remain faithful, obedient, and hopeful no matter what comes our way. Hi friends, this is Rachel, and today we'll highlight a few things from the reading and then end with an application. We begin Nehemiah chapter 2 by looking at the last phrase in chapter 1. At the time, the time being the end of the prayer, I was the king's cupbearer. As a cupbearer, part of Nehemiah's job was to taste the king's wine to make sure that it wasn't poisoned. Now that sounds like a high-risk occupation. But this role also meant he had frequent access to the king, and it appears that he had favor with the king as well. After the prayer recorded in chapter 1, Nehemiah waits not just one verse like we read it, but actually four months. I wonder how many prayers he prayed, how much work God did on Nehemiah's heart in those months. And we can also deduce that he did some thinking and planning because when when Nehemiah finally speaks with Artaxerxes, he knows what he's going to say and what he needs to ask for. First, in his response, may the king live forever, why should i not be sad when the city where my ancestors are buried lies in ruins and its gates have been destroyed by fire you see he addresses the king respectfully and then he appeals to the city where my ancestors are buried in ruins now this sounds strange to us but it was strategic because the persian rulers went to great expense to build fancy tombs for their ancestors So the appeal was meant to get a sympathetic response from the king and then nehemiah proceeds to ask for time away from his position for royal documents for military protection and for supplies and all of those were granted well thought through nehemiah as we read today we also meet three voices of opposition sanballat tobiah and geshem we'll encounter them again but for today Notice that although Nehemiah states that the gracious hand of God was on me, he still had to deal with those opposed to this good work. Hmm. Now for the application. One of my kiddos has a very complex heart that has required multiple surgeries and interventions. Recently, at an appointment with his cardiologist, they ran the typical tests, and then they asked the usual questions, the ones about daily activity and illness and overall quality of life. And then, to our surprise, the doctor pushed pause. He extended the previous timeline for the next next needed intervention. And why? Not because of his test results. All of those were the same. But based on his overall observable health, his appearance, his activity level. You see, even with all the fancy testing, one's physical appearance is extremely valuable in determining heart function and health. So, how does that tie into Nehemiah? Glad you asked. Let's start here. Nehemiah 1 verse 3. They said to me, The remnant in the province who survived the exile are in great trouble and disgrace. Jerusalem's wall has been broken down and its gates have been burned. The remnant is in trouble and disgrace. And what is the evidence that they are in disgrace? It's that Jerusalem's wall has been broken down. Clearly, a broken city wall does not bring protection or a sense of pride to the community. But could it be that this is also an outward sign of an inward heart condition? As we saw in Ezra, and we'll see again in Nehemiah, the remnant not only is dealing with a broken wall, but also with misalignment in priorities and worship, symptoms of a broken heart. And it makes me wonder if that's part of what Nehemiah is so passionate about. He tells the people in chapter two, verse 17, you see the trouble we are in. Jerusalem lies in ruins and its gates have been burned. Come, let us rebuild Jerusalem's walls so that we will no longer be a disgrace. The physical task is to rebuild the actual wall. In the process though, some of the inward disease and disordered living will be revealed. The physical appearance of the city is valuable in determining the heart condition of the people within. As we continue to read Nehemiah, let's remember that the fulfillment of the prophetic hope of the new covenant and the kingdom of God was and is Jesus. And today, let's ask ourselves the question, are there outward signs in my life that give clues as to the state of my own heart? Let's pray. Gracious, holy, merciful, loving God, show us this day where the overflow of our heart is not of you, where your fruit is not evident. May we be a people known by love and joy, peace and patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Amen. Thanks for joining us again today. Tune in tomorrow as we continue to encourage each other through God's Word. Also, make sure to drop a like and subscribe so you're always up to date on the latest Bethel podcast. Don't forget to go to Bethel.ch to check out all the amazing opportunities to connect and serve here at Bethel. Have a blessed day.